on vibe. I used imagination. Welcome and you were locked in to RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. Hour two. You know how we get down here. This is the show where we hit all the trending topics across entertainment, sports, lifestyle, and culture. It's Wednesday, so I am not alone. I am joined by guest contributor Trent Jackson, Trent the Artist. He's spicy. <laughs> I've never heard of Nikki D. <laughs> Listen, Urban Spinster in the chat says, you've never heard that song by Nikki D, Daddy's Little Girl? No, because I was listening to Pebbles in 91. I mean, here's the thing. And Roughneck by MC Light. MC and Light Roughneck was like 93. Something like that. Yeah. Um, and Salt and Pepper. JJ, all, the, all the girls that I named, I've never heard of Nikki D in this, in this mix. Yo-Yo. Yeah. Okay. Same time frame. Yeah. Um, those girls from L.A. H.W.A. Even those girls that that one hit. Living in a house. Yes. That's so it. I've never heard of Nikki D. I mean, and I was around. Like I should have known who this girl is. Yeah. Um. As Urban Spencer said, the song had a message to it. Oh. It it is a deep song. I I see the comment. Yeah. Wow. So um, with a nice beat behind it. As I told you what it sampled. So, well, yeah. you know. Um, so there's that. Carrie Webb said, I've never heard of her either. Well, <laughs> there you go. Y'all need to get more into your hip-hop bag. That's I, all that I is. mean. You need to get into your hip-hop bag. How much Not more there. Queen Latifah and JJ Fad can we get? Hip-hop for girls. Nikki <laughs> D. There's Nikki I D. Mean, obviously. There's Sweet T. There is Smooth. There is there's all The this. original Roxanne? No, the real rocks. The real one, yeah. Mm-hmm. See, <laughs> you listen. We gonna leave neo soul vibes that get R and B stuff. We gonna leave you there. We gonna okay. leave you right there. Okay, you know, we'll we'll stick to those. We bring that up. Okay, <laughs> happens. It's okay, right? It is. Everybody gets caught off guard. It's all right. It's all right. At least I can admit that I've never heard of this lady. It's okay. I can be corrected. I can learn. I can and, go and, u- utilize Google. And part three is that, you know, you are probably not alone with that. Yeah, and Apple Music, it's my friend tonight. There's always room for learning. That's how you know you're still alive. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You should always be learning and evolving and growing. Yes, every day you learn something new. And this is it. Nikki D, 91. <laughs> first female rapper signed to Def Jam. See? I've got facts. <laughs> Daddy's little girl song about incest. Now I'm gonna go play it, and I'm gonna have a report for you next week. There it is, right there. See? Well, listen. One of Bravo's biggest stars is currently learning a lesson. <laughs> um, you like that transition? I do. So, and she will not be at the network's BravoCon, which has come become really, really big, where the different stars of their shows come out and fans come out and there's merchandise and, you know, the whole thing. So Ramona Singer was one of the original members of The Real Housewives of New York, and she was on the show for 13 seasons. She also starred in the first season of The Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip, and she is set to be on the show's fourth season, Ultimate Girl Trip, in December. But during a recent interview, right, there was an article in Vanity Fair where it was alleged that she used racist language on the set of the show. Not only that, they said that she would do things like she was having a conversation and she said, well, yeah, most black people don't have fathers. And there was a producer that was on set and she was like, 
um, I have a father. My parents have been married, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, yeah, but most people, most black people don't. Girl, what? So, you know, various instances as such, Ebony K. Williams spoke something about her as well in this article. Um, she didn't respond to the article, but she sent a text, right, about the situation with the reporter. And in the text, right? It probably got progressively worse. She <laughs> she sent... I guess she said something in the text she shouldn't be. So this is the breakdown, right? In October 2021, Ebony K. Williams filed a formal complaint against Singer in the weeks leading up to season the season 13 reunion, right? TMZ reported that the complaint was about an alleged comment Singer made that Williams felt was racially motivated. And a com- crew made a similar complaint, which is what I just spoke to you about, right? Someone who was present during the specific scene told Vanity Fair that Ramona slammed her hands on the table and goes, this is why we didn't need black people on the show. This is going to ruin our show. Singer says that that incident absolutely did not happen and that, in fact, she supported adding a diverse cast with new members and that it was well before Ebony was added that she was pushing for diversity on the show. Well, looks like Bravo might be covering their bases and has removed her name from the BravoCom app. Also, her photo doesn't appear in the Who's Coming section. So um, something happened. The three-day event is scheduled to take place this weekend in Las Vegas, November 3rd through the 5th. And there will be other Bravo celebrities from Below Deck, Real Housewives, Shaws of Sunset, and more. Shout out to the Lakers. I believe they finally broke the hex and beat the Clippers by five points. Overtime. All right. Let's get it. <laughs> Let's get it. We need a parade this year to make up for 2020. Oh, my God. When we come forward, more trending topics and headlines. You were locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. RSVP with Jill Monroe is your go-to show for staying in the know. More engaging conversation when we come forward on KBLA Talk 1580. You are locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. As I mentioned, the YouTube chat always bubbling, always bustling. So if you want the visual for this audio experience, log in. In the chat, there's giving us some more hip-hop names that you may want to look up, Trent, for your benefit. Urban Spencer mentioned Bahamadia. She would be, I guess, the equivalent of, you know how people bring up Rhapsody now? That would kind of be okay. the equivalent of Bahamadia. Boom. There you go. Okay. See, didn't even realize that Andy's connecting the dots or maybe urban spencer was just shouting that out both things work both connections are made um and then yo folk three mentioned choice straight out of the fifth word h-town i remember choice she was one of the early female rappers talking that she's the mother of trina's and, and so forth and it's kind of choice kind of talked on that type of thing but early hip-hop you know diva from down south so there was some women around, you know, trying to break things down and set records. Not everybody got pushed through. And I think 
what we saw up until very recently, Pretty Brown Mimi is asking, are these West Coast rappers? Nope. Bahamadia, I believe, is from New York. Choice is from Houston. Or is it New Orleans? And then she, no, she's from, he said Fifth Ward. So, yeah, she's from Houston. Um, HWA, they are from. Yes. They're from Compton. Yep. I actually know a girl that used to be in that group. I know a girl that used to be in that group, too. Okay, we'll have to <laughs> that's, talk That's how there. I know them. <laughs> oh, that's how you do this? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I remember that yeah. pink album cover with the long blonde weave. Yeah. One of the girls used to um, date a football player back in the day that I used to live across the street from back in the 90s. Okay. Yeah. Head of the game. Yep. So. Wow. I really. It's so funny how I just orb, I've been orbiting these people my whole life. I just kind of connected that. Okay. Well, boom. See. Wow. Look at that. Pull it together. So. Urban Spinster said Choice's video was big on Video Jukebox. Taking it back. Yes, the box. The box. Calling in, waiting all day. You know what's crazy, though? Where I lived, they did not have the box. Of course they did. I had BET. I had MTV. I did not have access to the box. So I would have to wait till I would go over certain friends' house. Yes, east of Crenshaw. Probably. Probably. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. That was the east of Crenshaw channel. It was. um, We didn't have it. Or Inglewood. And we didn't have it. And I was like sad about it, even though it felt like when you did spend that money to call in for those videos, you would be waiting there all All day, day. all day, all day. And they weren't playing it. It wouldn't come Oh, the box. What a time. What a time. A time to be alive. (laughs) So listen, the Los Angeles Dodgers and United Airlines are in a bit of hot water. So wait a minute. They don't. They. They charter United Planes. Correct. Private. Okay. So what happens is each of the leagues, they... Yeah. They, okay. Choose, so I, I was just making sure that I had it in my, in my mind right. Yeah. Got it. But you so, can break it down for oh. the people if, if they don't get it at home. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Good point. So each of the leagues, they hire out different charter services with different airlines. They have contracts that they utilize with them. Some, you know, maybe if the teen owner's big balling, he might have his own plane. But usually... What they do is they have contracts with different airlines that will fly them and they will have a pool of pilots and flight attendants that they choose from and that they staff in these different flights. And it's considered an elevated position because obviously, you know, it's different from a regular commercial flight and, um, you know, it's a perk, not a perk, but I think they call those executive flight attendants. Sometimes, yeah, corporate flight attendants. Okay. So. I know one of those, actually. Okay. Okay. I heard that. (laughs) Yeah. So a pair of flight attendants filed a lawsuit claiming that they were passed over for the positions of working on the L.A. Dodgers charter flights because the players prefer a certain look. And I'm sure we know what the certain look is being implied. Oh, can we take a guess or can we not Absolutely take a guess? Absolutely guess. Okay, I'm going to say slim and blonde. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So this mm-hmm. is what they are alleged. And young. You forgot the operative word young too. Yes. Right? And predominantly blonde and blue-eyed. That's what they say that the Dodgers want as their flight attendant. Um, it's America's game. Why wouldn't they? Indeed. So the flight attendants are Don Todd and Darby Quisdea. And they filed the lawsuit here in Los Angeles. Todd is a 50-year-old black woman who has spent more than 17 years with United 
Quizeda is 44 years old. She's black, Mexican, and Jewish. So She's got an exotic look. Okay. Yeah. And she's been with the airline 16 years. So they're certainly qualified. Tingered, yep. Okay. Right? And they were initially assigned to the Dodgers charter flights, the complaint states, but then they were demoted. And they started receiving fewer and fewer flight assignments. And then in August, Quesada was removed from the program without any explanation or justification, right? According to the complaint, then United then added several young, white, thin women to the dedicated Dodgers crew. These new crew members did not have to interview for the position like these other two did. And when Todd and Quesada asked United why certain flight attendants were added to the dedicated crew without having to interview, they were told that these white flight attendants fit a certain look that the Dodgers players liked. So they are suing for age and race discrimination. I was going to say, if they are leaving age out of it, then they are missing a bigger thing, right? Because I'm sure the age thing, not saying that the race thing isn't big, because I'm sure it is as well, but the age thing too, you know, would I would believe would have a big impact. So they said the Dodgers charter flights are particularly desirable because the crew members earn more money for the longer flights, premium accommodations, and a higher per diem compensation. They also obtain valuable sporting event tickets, field passes, rare merchandise, you know, the perks, like I said. And the flight attendants can receive double or even triple their standard compensation by staffing with the in-flight charter program. So this isn't the first time that United has been accused of preferential treatment on team charters. In 2020, there was a lawsuit that claimed that the airline discriminated against black and Jewish flight attendants, uh, attendants, excuse me, for the various athletic teams that they service, staffing them only with those who fit a specific visual image. And of course, young, white, female, predominantly blonde, blue-eyed employees. So United, of course, has not made too many comments they issued a statement saying united fosters an environment of inclusion and does not tolerate discrimination of any kind we believe the lawsuit is without merit and intend to defend so isn't that what they all say yeah the dodgers aren't named as a defendant in the lawsuit and did not respond here's the thing that i find interesting about that right And I get why they're going after their employer first one the information they got is hearsay So if no one from the Dodgers organization said that to them specifically, you know, there's space in between there. But two, if they're saying it's the player's preference, why are you not why are you looking at them? Because it should be staffed anyway. But why aren't the Dodgers named in the suit? Well, putting on my HR hat, (laughs) um, they aren't really again like you said it's hearsay so for instance united is basically saying i want this lucrative contract i don't want to lose it so i'm going to appease whatever the dodgers request is so if the dodgers are saying hand me a book of your flight attendants and let me go through them and pick out a picture of based on who i want then that is like kind of absolving yourself of the claim because you can easily put it off on them Okay, so what's going to happen is we're going to settle out of court. Okay, they're probably going to buy get a nice little buyout package, right? And have a good night. So you are probably right. You know, back in the days when 
aviation first got started and before flight attendants were called flight attendants, they were called stewardesses. Steward, yes. There was a mm. mandatory retirement of 32 and they would be fired if they got married or pregnant. So the position as created was just for what initially these gentlemen are asking for. And I'm sure that wasn't an uncommon request in the past. But as we've discussed a couple of times tonight, we are in a new era and you have to move carefully. And here's the thing, too, that I want to add. In situations like this, I can just about surmise you've got these young um, Dodger players, okay, um, who are used to being pandered and catered to at the drop of a dime. Let's be honest. Black women ain't doing all that. They're going to they gonna do their job and they're going to do they're going to do their job right and they're going to excel at it let me just put that out there and they're going to provide you the service but they're not about to bend over backwards for you and pander and cater when you're being rude and disrespectful making sly little comments and being drunk and you can just imagine what is going on on this charter plane full of drunk rambunctious players after a game so they ain't tolerating all that and i'm pretty sure there was some you need to comment on this flight sir and they probably didn't like it, and there was probably like we 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 need somebody that's going. We gone. don't need them. We need yes them. because we it, need yes girls. The other thing, the other, and it's not like you know the deal with the dancers or the cheerleaders, where you know, not the players, but the cheerleaders have to sign an agreement that they won't interact with the players yeah. and fraternize and things like that. I'm I'm sure there is something like that for the airline stewardess as well. Yep. But hello. You're not dating them. Yes. Like, they're just there to, half the time you guys are bringing your own food with you anyway, you know, and you just want them to pop the cork. Well, I'm pretty sure that those charter flights, they they have a, a whole separate, you know, configure. They got the, the high-end planes, the no, best planes, do. the Here's best the food. Thing. No, they do have food, but I'm saying most, yeah. like, a lot of guys I know, when they go to go get on their charter for their trips out of town or whatever, you know, they might go get some Popeye. Sometimes the charter will get it for them or whatever, or mm-hmm. they want, you know, whatever little hood spot, or they want Mastro's. Whatever the case may be, they're going to get it to go and bring it with them, you know, because they're not going through the normal measures of travelers. And I absolutely believe that these women likely experience this, but it's it's tricky. It's going to be hard to prove. Not really. Um, not really. When you work in an environment with young uh, fraternity types, who are um, subjecting you to all sorts of misogynist, racist, whatever. I've been in that situation before, very similar to this. So what I'm hearing is I was actually just thinking, oh, that's EEOC right there. Oh, that's right. Right. Because I've been in this situation before. It's a little foggy. But if you document properly, it's not hard to prove. Okay. Well, we will see what happens. I do agree that it probably... This is a case I actually want to follow and, and see what, 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 what the, the outcome, outcome is. is. Yeah. I mean, second time in three years, I say they're going to settle and break those women off some coins and probably, hey, you can't talk about your experience if yes. you want this money. Yes, ever. So. And that's and that's what's going to... It's It's really unfortunate that... Um, employees, black employees in the corporate workplace, we always have to go through crazy measures like this um, and always get put in situations where we have to, you know. Decide yeah. what we're going to do what, for our what, livelihood. What we going to do, yeah.
So also, this is a separate story, unrelated, but we want to send condolences to Tisha Campbell. Yes. She posted on Instagram that her father passed away. We don't have any further details, but just want to send her love and light right now. Losing a parent is hard no matter what age you are. So. It's been a every. It's, I hate it because a lot of people have been losing their fathers lately. One, one of my friends just recently he lost his father about a week ago. Um, so it's it's a lot of people are losing their dads. Really tough when these things start to yeah. happen closer to the holidays. You yeah. know, really impacts and can kind of change your feelings and your thought process around those time periods. So, <clears throat> excuse me. For sure. Hope that she is wrapped in love and light with friends and you know. It was a peaceful transition. So let me ask you this. As someone who enjoys green things, would you bypass a $5 million offer to perform? Oh, girl, me and my friend got into a heated argument about this today. And yes, I would. I absolutely would pass up $5 million. So listen, Burner Boy, now you guys have heard of Burner Boy, right? In a recent interview that was shared, he mentioned that he turned down a $5 million offer to perform in Dubai because smoking weed is banned there. According to reports, attempting to enter Dubai with the controversial drug, with weed, I don't know why you would do that, but let's say you were doing Listen, that. Some people try. You you would be surprised at the, at the level of not thinking that some of these girls or some young men and girls are like do. Okay, I'm, I'm going to need you. Let's not misgender people. Um, I'm sorry. It's just it just look. This is your show, <laughs> not mine. Um, could result in a five year sentence if you're caught smoking weed there. And you could face a minimum of three months behind jail and possible deportation once released. So, you know, obviously, stay out of Dubai. Burner Boy's 32. He was like, nah, you keep that $5 million, I keep my greenery. So you would say no as well? I would say... You could not do it for a week? Um, I've gone longer. Um. Let me just let me just clear this up. I don't know if I can say this on air appropriately. I'm a I'm an addict, okay? Oh god. I like it. Listen, I can go days without it, but here's the thing. I would not knowingly set myself up or entrap myself going to a place where I know that it's banned and they know that I do it. Okay? Because there's a bit what who's to say that I'm going to go there. Wait, hold that thought. Yeah. I, I, I we gotta, feel that you have a lot oh, to say. I'm, yes, when we come forward, I we'll do. have more on Burner Boy and his turning down $5 million. You were locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA oh, Talk 1580. Welcome back in to RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. Had to get my little Foxy off. Hot spot. Inga. Second album. <laughs> Foxy was cold on this. Yeah. I really hate that she's become a recluse, right? I know Foxy has, you know, been she a nasty hear him attitude. Back? Um, I think there might still be issues. I'm not sure if it's fully restored. I think that, you know, it's where it is. But I really, I think that there are a lot of people that would want to love on her. 
yeah. you know, and give her that big up status. You know, what we see with Kim, you know? Yeah. And I think it's a shame that initially she blocked herself and now because of other things, she is keeping herself from receiving the love that she surely would get, you know, but I understand. Yeah. Right to privacy. That and then just experiences in the industry when you're unhealed in front of everybody. It's a lot. It is. And then to undo all of that. It is. Now, before we move ahead, you were going to share why you are in simpatico with Burner Boy. Oh, yeah. I'm not about- going over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. $5 million. All money and good money, number one. Number two, Um, here's the thing. They have been entrapping black entertainers for years. Okay. Take it from the Ray Charles movie when they just, you know, put, put the heroin on the man and locked him up for, right. you know. So who's to say that they won't randomly drug test me or some crazy rule that they want to apply because they know that I engage, right? And I haven't done it, but it's in my system. And now all of a sudden I've got clank clank on, even though I smoke no 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 reefer. So it's it, a could, setup. it could easily be a setup or entrapment or they know that you have it. They know it's a part of, you know, your getup and they could just easily, you know, pull whatever out the sky and just pin it on you. So I'm, I'm not taking that risk when, okay. when they only want it. When they don't want it there, I'm not showing up because I'm a person. I have to travel with my stuff. You know what I'm saying? And if I can't have it and, you know, show up like I'm supposed to when it's time to perform, then I don't know if I can do it. So I shouldn't go. I respect that. Yeah. I respect that. But five million. Listen, who's to say that you might not get um one of these uh uh what do you one of these festival shows for five million dollars? That's a forty five minute set for less amount of time and less hassle. I hear you. Well, since we're talking about female rappers, yeah. right? There is a documentary that was released on BBC called First Ladies of Hip Hop. It's a three-part docu-series, and it highlights the battles, the hardships, you know. Different from the one that's on Netflix. Different from the one that's on Netflix, right? And so it features such legends as Spinderella, Rod Digger, Shah Rock. You know, she's the first. Mm -hmm. First, first. I know who that is. You know who Shah Rock is. All right. Shout out to your hip hop knowledge. Like, you got it. You just said Nikki D's a little obscure for your taste. I heard that. Well, not even. (laughs) I genuinely never heard of her. No, I know. I'm giving you a hard time. (laughs) I know. So Eve is also in this special. So they've got all the the deep cut B side girls on this, I mean, a little bit more in depth. I mean, Eve was a. Le- I feel like Eve was a legit yeah, pop star Ruff, in the Ruff, early, Ruff late Riders 90s, first early lady. 2000s. Yeah, Rough Riders first lady. I think that is also an important note. It took a really long time. I guess the brat kind of maybe, but it took a really long time for a female artist to launch without the backing of a male crew. People weren't open to it. People weren't expecting to it. Everybody was connected to a male crew. You know, Foxy with the firm and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of coming out of those guys. Jay-Z kind of, you know, putting her out there on Ain't No. Kim, obviously, Junior Mafia, big. Mm-hmm. Trina with Trick Daddy. Yeah. It, that's just re- the Lady of Rage with Death Row. That's just kind of the way it is. So one thing I do like about now is that some of these girls, they don't need a male rapper to say, here she is, world, you know? Especially when you go from a stallion to a a cobra. (laughs) All right. So Eve, when she appeared on screen, one of the things that she discussed that she struggled with was the challenges that she faced because she really wrote her own stuff. And she said that when she was... 
dealing with artists in the industry, men, and she would come into the studio, they would look past her like, okay, well, we're ready to start. Where's your writer? Like looking all around her. And she's like, I'm here. What do you mean? And that they would like roll her eyes. She said they didn't believe that she wrote her own stuff. And she was like, okay. It was audible, it was visual, that they didn't respect her. So she said she had to show them and, you know, put it down in the studio for them. So I think the interesting thing is, like, they're not Meg does, we know. Nicki Minaj does. Everybody gets help with songs, so I'm not going to say anything about that. But a lot of these celebs, celebs, rappers right now, female rappers that are hitting... They don't write their own stuff. I'm excited to hear about this Megan Thee Stallion self-produced um, track. Al- the whole album is oh, going to be. Oh, she produced all of it. She's going to be producing all of it because she is free from her label now. Where is split. where is Jew made the, Where is Jew on a beat? Do they fall out? Maybe he'll be back for this. I think she what she is implying is that she didn't have creative control or input allowed on her prior albums. And this is going to, because you know, there was animosity with her label. Yeah, I get it. But when you write all of your own material, how is that not creative control? And you know, with the production, maybe the songs, but songs got, that were singles. But she's got one producer. Jew has produced all of her, most of her hits. Well, you know, I am of the mindset that she needs to expand out and get with different producers. I think that that is actually holding her back. But we'll see what she comes with really? on Friday. Yeah, I think she needs some different beats. I think, I think Megan can spit, but me personally, there aren't a great deal of songs I really like from her. I recognize some of it may not just be for me, but I like her, like I may like her verse, I may like the thing, but overall, her mm. songs as a whole, they don't always hit for me. Yeah, there's some redundancy there. I can see um, I can see that. I just thought that she was, for me, in my mind, I thought, just thought that she was following a formula that worked for her um, and that made her popular and she was sticking to it and didn't want to switch it up because the switch up is usually what times breaks Words an artist. Is. Yeah. I mean, you, that's a very good point and that's a fair point. You know, you have to give that balance between giving the people what they love and expect from you and still continuing to grow and branch out as an artist. Yeah. So we'll see. I'm curious to see what direction she takes and kind of mm-hmm. where when she... When is that supposed to come out? Friday. Friday. Okay. Mm-hmm. So December, um, December. Girl, you're jumping ahead. November 3rd. Thanksgiving. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Carrie Webb in the chat said she saw the documentary on Netflix. I saw the documentary on Netflix, too. Thought it was great. Well done. I liked that they spent time going back and talking with some of the older artists that, you know, people may not remember. Yeah, and some of, I like some of the behind-the-scenes people, too, some of the um, executives and people that Absolutely. played Just a part in it. Getting to see all the stories. There was one girl, I can't remember her name. She was mad New York, though. Mad New York, loud, just very vivacious, but mad, mad New York. It was funny, but y'all should check that out on Netflix. I'm going to try and find this BBC one and check it out, too. When we come forward, more trending topics and headlines. You were locked in to RS3 Pete with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. Now back to more captivating conversation on RSVP with Jill Monroe. Jill Monroe. You were locked in to RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. 
So listen, you know, Nelly's birthday is in a couple of days. Nelly Mo and he and Ashanti are back together. I think they're so cute. I, this feels like a pro spin the block moment, you know? I'm here for it. They're not the only ones spinning the block. Mm, yeah, we talked about Janet and Jermaine. They were on a double date with Jermaine Jackson and Jermaine Dupree this weekend. I hope I don't you get in trouble. Jermaine Jackson. I mean Jermaine Dupree and Janet Jackson. I hope I don't get in trouble for saying that. Now you're going to get in trouble when we saw it on social media. Because yeah, you know how it's not confirmed or anything. I'm just out here starting rumors. I mean, <laughs> Allegedly. If there was a rumor, they started it. It certainly looked kind I mean, They started it in 2017, if we're going to put a timeline on it. So, you know, hopefully Jermaine has learned his lesson. Did you see? I think he has. Um, the other day, he put up a video on social media of his daughter. The actual result of him cheating on Janet. Mm. And the daughter was saying how... His, she said that. What is she, eight now? No, she's much older than that. Ten? She looks to be like 12 or 14. So what, they initially broke up in what, like 2007? 2008, something around there. Somewhere okay. Like that. And so it was Jermaine and his daughter, and she was sharing that her, she said that her mom broke up with him because he didn't know how to act. And Jermaine was like, your mom broke up with me, that's why. It was an interesting conversation. I also mm. thought it was interesting that he decided to share it on social media. And, you know, the daughter. Okay, Mega and April. But look, the daughter had sense, though. She was like, you know, I'm not going to put all the business out on the Internet. And I was like, that's right, baby. I love it. You go. She's got good parents. Absolutely. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Um, however, so Nelly and Ashanti, you know, Nelly's birthday is coming up. And Ashanti gave him a birthday present. A new, I guess you can call it new. It's a present, it's something that he's always wanted, right? So she fulfilled like a childhood dream of his. And she bought him a 64 Impala. So a new old school ride for his 49th birthday. And, you know, they are so cute. They're in the club. It's funny because the DJ said that he wanted to hear Ashanti sing a cut, right? And so he put on um, the song that she wrote about Nelly. You know, after all, mm -hmm. um, we started singing. Nelly turned around and he was like, thumbs down. A troll. I love a trolling moment. I, I love that they're just fun. They just seem like they're having a good time. They're laughing and enjoying others, each other's Buying company. out the Magic City Kitchen. Yeah, I'm, I know that's right. Those I love ones it. are good. I remember when I worked at Virgin and Janet and Jermaine first started dating. And there were whispers in the hallway that they were actually dating. And they were talking about when he sent her his private jet. I don't know why you always have the giggles. Because I'm just here. thinking, like, I'm thinking when you say stuff, I'm having, there's a whole dialogue in my head going on. So I'm just thinking about the hallways of Virgin, all these whispers about Janet Jackson other times. And she's taller than him by like three inches. So I'm just giggling at the fact that. They're short and shorter in my head, and it was just funny. I just had a picture of them in the hallway. I Don't mean, mind me. Okay. It means nothing. Well, one of the things that she loved about him, we were told, is that, you know, he took her to do regular things yes. and introduced her to things that she hadn't experienced before. And the Magic City Wings, taking her to Magic City, he had Janet in Magic City, 
back in the day. This is like, I'm talking 2001, 2002. When it was popping, popping. When it was popping, popping, and still at the hole in the wall. This was at the, you know. And Janet was in there getting down on the wings, loving it. So, you know, I thought Pretending that that like was she a, don't eat chicken wings. She said she doesn't eat chicken wings. Maybe she gave it up. She's supposed to be a vegan. Well, maybe she is. Or maybe she's a vegan on the weekend. A fake vegan, yeah. You know, it's a lot of people like that. I like think me. that it is, I, you know, you do what you want. Your body, your choice. I think, though, veganism can sometimes be extreme. I think sometimes you got to get be. some protein from an animal source. A little bit. Really? I, a little bit. Well, we'll, Andy says no. We'll have to get a health and wellness expert on the show and we can talk about it. We can have that conversation. Well, I, I feel like I'm anemic. Right, so me too. I'm always called. For me, <laughs> I um, I, I it it's it's a difference. I you know, you can take iron pills and things of that nature. You do get it through vegetables or whatever. But um, I still feel as though when I slack off on you know, again, I'm not eating red meat, so I'm missing out on that perspective. But I feel like when I don't eat meat at all or very little of it it's not good for that for me so those are just my thoughts on that i am not a health expert but we probably will have one on the show that we can get more (laughs) into that topic as time goes on we'll have to see but yeah i think that they're a cute couple i like them together also i'd be remiss in not mentioning this Congratulations to the Texas Rangers. They won their first World Series title tonight, 5-0 over the Arizona Diamondbacks. Listen, we're just imparting the news, you know. I mean, <laughs> Dodgers went home. Dodgers went home. I, I that's that's it. My my affection, my feelings towards it ends when their season ends. So then it's just it's what's happening. Listen, Andy was like, wait, what? <laughs> Only reason why I said that was because I feel like LeBron and the Clippers have been dominating the, the sports talk right now. It is. I t- I shouted out LeBron and the Clippers. Absolutely. I have not. We don't like the Clippers over here. Shout out to the Lakers. We finally whooped. We finally won. So you don't you don't we like the space? What's what's well, that man's name coming to the Clippers? James Harden. James Harden got that's all. So you don't like James Harden coming to the Clippers? That's going to be problems for them. You think he and Russ ultimately are going to bump heads? It's going to be an issue in the beginning. They'll figure it out, though. Tyloo is a good coach. I want to go to one of those but games. But one of them is going to fall back, though. Like, really step back. And I think it's going to be Russell Westbrook. And I just don't know how he's going to take it. Because the point guard is going to have to be James Harden. Okay. This is going to be interesting to watch. Why do you think that Russ doesn't know how to take it after what he went through last season with the Lakers? You don't think that that taught him something and kind of maybe shifted something within him as far as where he's at currently? You know, you can have an experience at one place, but, you know, if it happens again, you know, yeah, I could go off of experience, but his temperament doesn't give me any indication that, you know, he's going to, you know, play better or, or do better or have a better attitude in that situation and circumstance. Well, we will have to see what develops, but one thing we do know, it's Laker Nation over here. Go Lakers! <laughs> um, so funny. So Nelly also posted a, a shout out to Ashanti on Instagram. I forgot to mention this. He said, sometimes 
All you can say is thank you. Best gift I've ever received besides my kids. You showed out, Shorty. Love you, Ashanti. But am I really buying somebody a car for their 49th birthday? I mean, if you can. I mean, I don't think I love somebody that much to buy them a car. I mean, but they have been... You know, this is their second go round. They were together for like seven years. Let me not say that because every time I, let me just be quiet on all relationship matters because I oftentimes eat my words. Okay. For breakfast, lunch, and dinner. All right. Well, there it is with that right there. (laughs) You know, how it is is how it is. Um, So listen, Janet and Jermaine, right? I love them so much. I'm so excited. Spin the block season for the it holidays. Has, it is spin the block season. I mean, I don't have a problem with that. I don't either when it's done right in order. What does that mean? Because sometimes you just got to, you know, you got to give people a break, time away, and then you just fall right back in. Like, just pick up kind of like right where you left off. It's just like a puzzle piece right back there. It fits perfectly. Okay, okay, okay. We'll have to see what develops and what comes to pass and I think they should just um, stay a couple and not try to get married I don't think I Ashanti think and Nelly or Janet and both Jermaine? all of them I don't think Janet is probably looking to be married she shouldn't okay <laughs> alright we'll just leave it at that yeah just like, just, like I, just like I shouldn't <laughs> you shouldn't get married either okay. just leave it alone Keep it where it's at. Okay. Well, listen. I thought that this was kind of interesting and a strange question to ask. Quinta Quinta Brunson was asked about her decision not to include a school shooting episode in writing about Abbott Elementary. And I just want to know. That's a little morbid. Right. Why would she? Who wants to be traumatized all over? Like, isn't that insensitive to the parents of Sandy Hook and all the other school shooters who want to have a reprieve on TV and just have a moment? Well, this was her response. I just think about the day-to-day in a workplace comedy, and I don't think that that is a realistic day-to-day in the classroom. Um, And And she also is a big advocate for stopping gun violence and doesn't believe it has a place on her show. I don't know why anyone would ask her that question. I don't know why they think that it should be covered. Maybe it's because it's in inner city school, but um, no. good on Quinta because I love it. that is ridiculous. Listen, when we come forward, we're going to get into this Joe Smith and his ex-wife story. We're going to talk about Keisha Chavez and what she had to say in the details she released. We are also going to talk about Carl Thomas's baby mama and her <laughs> dating experience and what's going on with that and more trending topics and headlines. You're locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580.